0: Hello, and thank you for tuning into Answers from the Lab, where we share Mayo Clinic knowledge and advancements on the state of testing and science from laboratory leaders and the people who are making it happen behind the scenes. I'm Dr. Bobby Pritt, the Chair of the Division of Clinical Microbiology in the Department of Laboratory Medicine and Pathology at Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. With me today is Dr. Bill Maurice, the Chair of the Department of Laboratory Medicine and Pathology at Mayo Clinic and the President of Mayo Clinic Laboratories. This is our weekly discussion with Dr. Maurice, in which we learn about updates in the field of laboratory medicine and pathology. Bill, great talking to you again this week.
1: Yeah, we're back. We're back for another round.
0: Back like always, yeah. You know? What's on
1: your mind? This week. Well,
0: COVID still, unfortunately. I happen to be at one of our big society meetings and we're using full COVID precautions, masking. We all had to show that we were vaccinated. And you know, people are still sharing stories about getting COVID. You listen to the news and cases are going up. I think it's just something we have to keep an eye on. Probably the biggest things that we're hearing about are the new variants and sublineages of existing variants coming out like the new uh, BA2 variant of Omicron. The World Health Organization just released a little notification saying that it's still considered a sub-lineage of Omicron. So we're still calling it Omicron. But uh, Dr. Fauci mentioned it's probably 50 to 60% more transmissible. So cases are still happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my
1: understanding is that there in some parts of the world, in Europe and in Asia, that actually they're dealing with increased case numbers. Like Hong Kong, I think, made the news a week ago. I mean, have you been the same thing?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, right now, this variant, this Omicron BA2 is about 25 to 30% of the circulating cases in the US. But yeah, there's some places in Europe and Africa and Asia that are seeing increasing cases again.
1: Yeah, I saw that too. I think in fact, I, I just saw an article I might have even tweeted it yesterday about how they're seeing increased healthcare worker infections again in the United Kingdom, right, that are enforcing people to be away from work. I think that as much as we want to be past COVID, as much as we're talking about COVID as being more in the rearview mirror, I think the reality is that we're not in the same sort of way we were with the pandemic, but we're not necessarily out of it either, I don't think, are we?
0: No, we're not quite there yet. Now, there was a preprint article that just got published about two days ago that did say that it looks like the two doses of the COVID vaccine are still protective, even with the new variants that we're seeing. And it looks like it's still relatively mild illnesses for most people if they're fully vaccinated. So that's encouraging. What they did see, though, is that there's a pretty fast drop off of protection after vaccination. So for those that haven't gotten their booster yet it would be a good idea to consider that we're probably going to be looking at boosters while covid still remains a threat the other piece of good news that these authors saw and yet you know this is still not peer reviewed but it, they did not see that this variant caused worse illness than the BA1 or BA1.1 variants or sublineages of the omicron variant
1: Got it. Yeah, so interesting, right? A little bit of mixed yeah. messaging on COVID. That Some good news in terms of the things you just mentioned, but some maybe not troubling, but at least some news we should pay attention to in terms of increased cases and waning yeah. immunity. It's interesting as I compare that with what's happening in the U.S. at the federal level with funding, because a lot of people, subs- the omnibus bill, omnibus, I should be more precise, the mega bill that goes through to fund the government, you know, the White House has asked for I believe, $22.5 billion in funding for continued COVID preparedness, I guess, in response. And that did not. That got pulled out of the bill. So now there's a lot of uncertainty about funding for COVID here going into the next year at the federal level, Mm -hmm. which has a lot of impacts. On the global scale, I think $5 billion of that was earmarked for helping increase the global vaccine supply. And that's the thing that I think catches my attention the most is that we see these parts of the globe where cases go up, and that's where other variants. So we're talking about BA2, but the concern is that when there's lots of transmission, as you know better than I do as a clinical microbiologist, that's when there's opportunities for continued mutation and changes in the virus. That's number one. And then number two, even things just around testing. Like we had a lot of things in there about support for the lab so that they can kind of maintain staffing and readiness to, in case we see another in cases. For, to have tests available and, and even getting some of the coverage things. Like I think as of today, the last I heard, uninsured people were no longer to have guarantees that their tests would be covered by the federal government. So on the one hand, we have some, in the medical community, some concern, but on the political side is actually drifting more towards not as much attention at the federal level, which they could put us in a, in a not bad position if things don't go as we hope.
0: Yeah, it's it's unfortunate for sure, especially with people not uh, knowing that their testing is getting funded. That may lead to more people not pursuing testing because they can't afford the test. They don't want to get that big bill in the mail. And then I also worry at the global scale, we've definitely learned, as you and I have said on several occasions, if any of us are at risk throughout the world, then all of us remain at risk. And it's not just the increases we're seeing in some countries where they still have social distancing and still have intact governments. I mean, we also have areas of the world where there are conflicts, and we could look at Ukraine, for example, where we have millions of people that are potentially internally displaced or are immigrating, uh, refugees, and, COVID's the last thing on their mind, they're just trying to get to safety. So when you have social disruption, other things that lead to mass people getting together, you lose that ability to have the social distancing, the other precautions. And that unfortunately we've seen throughout the history of time is a perfect setup for outbreaks. So that's where I worry too, Bill, is just seeing new variants emerging from lots of people getting together and potentially getting outbreaks where you get lots of virus and lots of people and lots of mutations occur.
1: Yeah. Well, I hadn't thought about that with the humanitarian crisis in Europe with the conflict in Ukraine. and. As we get there for this week, we need to continue to stay vigilant and keep a watchful eye. Mm -hmm. And I guess we need to continue to also be advocates for what's needed to support and the the clinical labs need to do to be able to be ready to support if we are needed, because we can't say with certainty that we're not yet. So in terms of another rise, going back, I mean, Omicron and the Omicron wave was the highest demand on testing we had seen yet. There's still a lots out there. We want to be done with it. I would hope we're done with it, but the old adage, hope for the best and prepare for the worst.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We have to stay prepared. We do have some glimmer of hope with warm weather. Uh, even in Minnesota, I think the snow is what mostly melted, uh, yep. so people can go outside again, and and that does usually lead to lower transmission rates when people are out and about. But yeah, we can't just call it over and, and be done with it.
1: Yeah, sure enough. Well, that gives us more to talk about. So
0: yep, absolutely. and at some point
1: soon, we'll get to talk about other things too. And I look forward to that as well.
0: I do too. Well, thanks again, Bill. Have a great week.
1: And thanks, Bobby. You too.
0: Thank you so much for tuning in to Answers from the Lab. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and don't forget to tune in every Thursday and every other Tuesday.